0: Just want a little bit more of the Patrick's in your life. We understand how it is. Lower, to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins.
1: Pat's interference. I, I think Alabama makes it to the college football playoff. I've got what I feel could be the number one playmaker in college football, Baker
0: Mayfield. Dude's a stud. I'm five seven, 5'7 130 Do you think I'm big enough to be either David Robinson
1: or Tim Duncan? Get ready. It's gonna be a good year. What is good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Pat's Interference as we move on along the season. Alabama 2-0 to start it off, narrowly avoiding the upset over Arkansas State, 57-7. Your final uh, Tua tonga playing a nice game. we got a lot to wrap up here. I'm Patrick Brickman, along with my co-host Patrick Norwood, who is uh, eagerly awaiting the direction of a storm. How you doing over there, buddy? Uh, we're doing all right. We're hunkering down. Uh, Brick, Alabama... Four wins away from going bowling. Ooh, that's good to hear.
0: mm. Hot diggity dog. I don't know if you remember the days of Alabama football when that was a big deal, but man, that was, it was sad.
1: Six wins, baby. We're on our way to go to play at Legion Field in the Birmingham Bowl. Hoorah. Let's all
0: go to Shreveport to get our asses kicked by Oklahoma State.
1: Everybody, welcome. This is
0: Pat's Interference, a college football podcast. Hosted by yours truly. Uh, we do two episodes a week. We'll do an Alabama episode and a national episode. If you're looking for the national episode, that'll come later in the week. Uh, but again, they're sort of the same format. One just focuses on our alma mater, Alabama. Uh, so, Brick, uh, the Red Wolves came in Saturday. Uh, did not leave with the effort that I'm sure they were hoping. Uh, Alabama certainly did. Uh, to Otago Tagovailoa, like you said, through. 13 for 19 for 228 uh, and four TDs and honestly got taken out uh, basically immediately. Jalen Hurts coming into the game going seven for nine, 93 yards uh, with two TDs. Now, the reason that I bring that up, and let's go back to before the game. I think it was the Friday before the game. uh, Rumors and sources, Aaron Suttles tweeting out that sources had told him Jalen Hurts was planning on redshirting and would only come out if he was needed because Tua Tonga-Vailoa was hurt. What yeah. are you
1: buy or how much are you buying of this rumor? I don't know that I've. I mean, he played on Saturday. I would think if he was redshirting and would only come out if needed, Saturday he would not have made an appearance if there was an agreement made, and Mac Jones would have come in second and. You know, two, uh, Jalen Hurts came in on the fourth series. Tua played three series, three touchdowns, and and Jalen was in. I don't really know that I— Counterpoint. Okay. Counterpoint.
0: Counterpoint? Jalen, Jalen is
1: trying to increase his transfer stock. Well, that, yeah, okay. Maybe he, he put on a good show. That's a good counterpoint. Maybe he is putting on— Maybe he did need to put that on tape for other teams. I don't know that he has a ton to put on tape, but he did show improvement if we're going to specifically I mean, he, he talk had, about his game. He had the best pass of the day. He, yeah, well, you know, he had, yes, he played a great game um, against a inferior opponent. If he wants to go play in the Sun Belt, he put on a great show. Yeah, lots
0: of quarterbacks get drafted out of the Sun Belt. Not many of them play much longer, but the fun they get belt, drafted. Sorry,
1: the Fun Belt. We're getting, I don't yeah. want to disrespect that conference. The Fun Belt. Arkansas State might be the best Fun Belt team there is, by the way. Um. Yeah. Okay, well, so it'll be okay because we're going to play Ole Miss this week. Um Yes. Nobody really knows what the game's going to look like. I think we're a 20-22 point favorite going into uh Saturday with the with the way um with the opening lines. Nobody knows what that's going to look like, but if if Alabama jumps up early and and Hurts comes in, this is just a, you know, imagine he comes in. How do you feel about the shirting then if he plays this week as well?
0: I, I think you could expect him to see expect to see him play four games. I, I really do. I really think he's trying to increase his draft stock and increase his footage.
1: So is it the first um, four? Is it the first four games we can use it? We're either blowing out or need him. If we I need think, him, he'll burn his red shirt, obviously. But right. will it be the first four? Because I don't remember. I think it's A&M after Ole Miss. Maybe it's not a and um,
0: I mean, I, I think it's the first four that he can play, where it makes the logical sense to play him. Right, and then so he's the is it. only up by three going into the fourth quarter on A. He's not coming into the game. He doesn't burn a redshirt game then, right? You know. So, but I mean, I have no idea. It could also come out tomorrow that he's redshirting and we don't see him the rest of the season. Um, this has just kind of been this whole situation. It's been, you know, behind closed doors. The fans don't really know anything. The riders don't really know anything. It seems like Jalen and Tua don't really know anything. I think the only person who's kind of pulling the puppet strings is Nick Saban.
1: Okay, well, then I guess it'll be after that. So we really won't know until after that fourth game.
0: Right, right. So he, I think he week comes five is four. the first time you'll really, you'll really see what's going on.
1: If he comes into four and, and Matt, say we're playing Arkansas, and Arkansas is the game after his fourth game and Alabama jumps up to a 28 nothing lead, and Jalen comes in, then that tells you everything you need to know. Because I will yeah. say, I will say that, I, I, I you know, playing Jalen on the fourth series, I know we're up three touchdowns, but it's like, I, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I can't really grasp how I, f- you know, obviously it's a little, I think we both feel a little disappointed when he comes in.
0: Yes, it's it's a letdown, but I'm a hypocrite. Because at the same time that I'm saying, oh my gosh, why is Jalen coming in? Two is not going to win the Heisman because we can't get him his stats that he needs because he's just beating the living daylights out of everybody. He goes in when Alabama's up by 40, and I text you immediately and say, what the heck are we doing?
1: Yeah, it's true. Um, you know? But three touchdowns. So I, I mean, I, I 19, we were up 19 but... nothing when, when uh, Hertz came in. We were up 19 yeah. That's not a blowout. That's a— no. That's that's two touchdowns and a field goal if you do it the right way. So, Which I mean, we that, didn't. Right, they didn't, but it is still a three-score game. That's not a blowout yet. That's, the game is still, and it's this first, second quarter. I mean, the game is technically still in the balance, technically. But yeah, I mean, we both understand that Arkansas State wasn't about to put up 19 points in that game. But to me, that's just, it's, unless the game is in hand... At that point, it's just putting in a guy that's not as good just to put him in, and I—I yeah. I mean, but at the end of the day, we yeah, okay, so we're not playing Ole Miss. I—I don't feel comfortable putting Jalen Hurts in at nineteen nothing against Ole Miss because as we've seen, Ole Miss can score some points, right? Jalen fumbles it like he did. Ole Miss scores a touchdown. What are we going to put Hutua back in now? The offense is all out of rhythm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, now it's nineteen to seven. The understand. game feels way different.
0: It's it's just, I think, with the opponent, I think there was at some point somebody looked up and said, "Okay, these guys aren't on the same level with us at all." We could, we could throw in, you know, Talia Tagovailoa at this point, and it would be fine.
1: I know, but also, you know, Nick Saban's never really been one. Not, I'm not say, I don't really mean disrespect an opponent, but. You know, that, that can't be the strategy. The strategy can't be, you know, if we go up 19 nothing against LSU, let's mix things up and put in Jalen Hurts because it's best for the team. No, I don't think it's a strategy at all.
0: So we are I, just I really, playing the other I, guy
1: out of some loyalty to him then. Yes. I guess I'll take it against Arkansas State. We did it against Louisville as well. But Louisville, you can kind of chalk that up to, oh, we're still defi- deciding the competition. But, you know, if we start getting into SEC play and we're doing this, I am not really going to like it at all. Because it's the exact situation I just explained, you know. It's, it's two touchdowns and a field goal. So, you know, Jalen comes in and the offense either A, doesn't move and we punt it away and we've now lost our rhythm. Or B, you know, we turn it over and then they've gained a lot of momentum. They go score and now it's 19-8. to I highly doubt you would see that
0: strategy with an SEC opponent.
1: That's I guess that's that's what I'm wary of. I'm, I just hope it does. Okay, two games out of the way. If he's trying to get his, I hope I hope that the selfishly, I I realize this is selfish. I hope that that's what's happening. Um, that we that yeah, he's going to red shirt and we will only use him if he's actually needed to win a game. Then sure, I can live with that.
0: Right. Right, I like you said. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. Uh, some other key facts. The other day, Isaiah Bugs looked like he went down uh, in a situation where I texted you. I didn't think he should be in the game. I understand you've got to play. You can't just take out the ones completely and put in the twos. You've got to gradually pull them out, kind of uh, a couple at a time. Isaiah Bugs and Mac Wilson were two guys that were in there pretty late in the game. Isaiah Bugs went down with. What looked like an ankle injury, it came out, thank goodness. Uh, Coach Saban said that it was a twisted ankle uh, that got uh, tweaked again on Saturday. Said he could have gone back in the game, but there really just wasn't a point at that point. I didn't think there was a point to begin with, but hopefully that doesn't sort of shoot Alabama in the foot more than it has to. Yeah. Um, hopefully that's an injury that's kind of looked past because uh, if, if Alabama is going to need something this upcoming week, it's pass rushers. No, yeah. Uh, so that's, that's that. Clear as day. Najee Harris, Alabama's leading rusher with 135 yards on 13 carries and a touch. Uh, Jerry Judy, uh, Devontae Smith, Henry Ruggs third, Err Smith Jr., Josh Jacobs, uh, Derek Keefe, Damian Harris, and Jalen Waddle all with a catch. Judy leading with 87, Smith with 77, Ruggs with 56, Err Smith with 41. Uh, Jerry Judy had two touchdowns.
1: Yes, uh, that's four in two games now.
0: Yes, uh, had a 58 yard score as well. It just seems like those two guys are really on the same page. Those two guys being Jerry Judy and Tua. Oh yeah, Rick, Let me ask you. I don't think either you or I have any delusions of grandeur about Jerry Judy being on the same echelon as Julio Jones and Amari Cooper. Not. Yet. I will ask you this though. Is the play of Tua going to give Jerry Judy the Amore Cooper, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones type stats because
1: of how good of a quarterback he is? It's tough. Uh, Jerry Judy has two other guys that are now three, really, as Jalen Waddell continues to develop. There are really three other receivers capable of putting up big numbers and and taking a lot of... uh, Julio and Amari Cooper did not play with two other, three other receivers of that caliber. I mean, they played with some good guys. You know, Julio had uh, Marquise Mays and, and Darius Hanks back there. DeAndre um, White. Now, that's the name Amari Cooper um, kind of had some D'Andrew White with him, and, and, um, and, and Kenny Bell was kind of in that right. mix when he was there. But those guys weren't DeFonte Smiths and Henry Ruggs and Jalen Waddles, or what we, th- we think will be what they are. So, at the same time, he's got four touchdowns in two games. I could see it going either way. If he continues sure. to suck up touchdowns and score every game, I, th- I mean, I, I genuinely think Jerry Judy could score a touchdown in every game this year.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I do too. And there's a serious possibility that he might.
1: He's a, so- people, he's a sophomore, right? Amari Cooper had a, big, he had a good freshman season, then he had a pretty uh, sizable sophomore slump. And he exploded yeah. his junior year and finished second or third in the Heisman. I think third in the Heisman voting. But Amari Cooper wasn't yet Julio Jones until his junior year. Uh, yes. Julio, well, Julio was Julio from you know, the moment he committed at Alabama. But you know what I mean.
0: Yes. Uh, let's switch to the other side of the ball. Third down efficiency for the Red Wolves. Four of 19 Alabama's defense really just kind of being suffocating. I said last week on the podcast things that I wanted to see were time of possession uh, to increase for Alabama. We didn't really see that. I also said that I wanted to see more total yards Uh, Alabama showing up with 600 total yards of offense. So I kind of got that one 31 44 on the top and 26 first downs, which is great. Did have a turnover, but those are going to happen from time to time. Uh, you know the the total yards for Arkansas State sits at 391 218 of those are passing 173 of those rushing uh not I would have liked that to be lower uh but I'm not mad at it because of how much experience the second string got to play
1: yeah and and you know the second the second string we were talking about you brought it up a little earlier you know they came in um, probably started to really, really filter in midway through that third quarter. Trink, started to kind of sprinkle in maybe a little bit toward halftime. But, you know, to that, we are still a young team, and our starters are young. And I understand why they played so long. Nick Saban's never been one to coach scared when it comes to... Now, he doesn't coach mm. stupid, in my opinion, with injuries. You know, just, you know, we're in game nine of the season. He's keeping guys in deep into the fourth like some other schools do. But... Um you know, we we saw some young guys like uh uh who's some of the, you know, Yabi Enoma got a lot of playing time in this one. He's not yes. a starter, he's a back we got a lot of reps as, as a you know, as a one, I guess you would say. Um uh who's that who's that defensive back? Uh, Wright that kept coming in. Number three came Daniel in. Daniel Wright. Yeah, Daniel yeah. Wright came in, made a lot of nice plays. Yeah, I mean, Daniel we, Wright
0: had uh the third most tackles on the team, five tackles, four of him solo um two pass deflections too so you know he had he had, he showed out he played a great game and we may need um, him to
1: step up you know a guy in the secondary could get injured you saw Savion Smith who technically is a junior but he hasn't played that much college football he did not play really a lot at LSU um and then he went Juco and so this is really his first actual action and he had that nice interception um great pick you know yeah awesome pick um uh, Xavier Carter, McKinney and, and Deontay
0: Thompson still showing up uh they combined for 13 tackles um in a pass deflection the other night um Deontay Thompson a little bit more of a quiet game I know I just said he had six tackles but uh given what he had uh in the uh Louisville game it was it was definitely more of a quiet night but again you you can't really judge against this competition these games are always just kind of Work out the kinks, make sure your offense is on the same page so you can look forward to next week, which, Brick, unless you have anything else you want to say about Arkansas State, I think we should do as well.
1: Yeah, no, that's it's. we saw what we wanted to see. We say this most of the time. We play a team with, obviously, lesser talent. Uh, um, it wasn't your traditional warm-up game because Arkansas State is is an, is an FCS F, sorry FBS opponent. They play in the Sun Belt. They can put up yards. They did put up some yards on us. Um, they absolutely did. Saban looked a little frustrated going into halftime, although he reeled it back as far as the halftime interview goes. He did reel it back a little bit. I don't think you'll see what we saw in the Louisville game. <laughs> but, no. Um, you know, no. They, he, he had some moments of frustration. They scored a touchdown later, but, you know, it was, a, it was a lot more. I won't say we're fully bend but don't break yet on defense because we have been getting a lot of stops and not a lot of red zone snaps, but, you know, there, there are a l- couple more. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's move on. That's all I got.
0: Yeah, no, there's, uh, you're right. There's a couple more hiccups to sort of go through. But overall, a good performance. You got to see Tua play Tua's game uh, yet again. But, you know, still waiting to see uh, that big performance against that big team. Could see that next week as uh, Alabama travels to Oxford uh, to play the Rebels, the Fighting Sharks of Ole Miss, uh, who currently sit at 2-0. and and, uh, despite having a 35-point victory, I was not really convinced by it, uh, considering the fact that they gave up, uh, 38 first-half points to the Southern Illinois Salukis. What is a Saluki? It's
1: like a Greyhound, right? Oh, yeah. I like a good, yeah, I like a good... Oh, come on. Greyhounds are Don't. fast. Salukis, Don't. I love it. I think, I, I you know, I, I can't blame them for... Yes, I can. Um... Thirty-eight. Half yeah, first they're like half a points. really
0: weird-looking, uh, like, they're just weird. They're, they're a really weird-looking greyhound, like long-haired greyhound.
1: Now, that greyhound put up, you said 38 first-half points against old. What was the halftime score? The halftime score of that game
0: would have been uh, 38, am I reading this right? Yeah, 38-35 Siu, <laughs> Ole Miss
1: was down at the half.
0: They were down at half. Well, they did. they were score. down at half, and they then did end up beating them thirty-six
1: forty-one. But yeah, seventy-six. They, well,
0: and they scored twenty-seven in the fourth quarter, yeah. holding the Salukis to zero points, and then holding them to three in the third. Uh, final score of that game: seventy-six to forty-one. A low-scoring blowout women's basketball game is what Ole Miss played in. Uh <laughs> We, yes. we do have some stats, though, to go through with them. Their quarterback, Jordan, is it Te'amu, Te'amu or Te'amu? Te'amu. That's what I thought. On game day, they kept saying Te'amu, and it was driving me nuts because I knew it was Te'amu. Uh, 23 for 33 for 448 yards and five touchdowns, no picks. He's had a great year so far this year.
1: No, he's great. I- I'll-, I'll give you the reasons why. I'll give you two huge reasons why this Ole Miss game – doesn't have me panicking, but does cause some reason for concern. Um, okay, three reasons. One, you just said one. Jordan Tayamu. He can sling it around. He's the reason Shea Patterson is at, well, among other reasons, but he's a big reason why Shea Patterson, one of my former man crushes, is at um, Michigan currently, kind of stinking it up. And the other reason is, if Alabama has the best wide receivers in the SEC, Ole Miss has, they have a case at one, but they definitely have a strong case at two as well. A.J. Brown, a guy that turned down Alabama, uh, will potentially be the first wide receiver taking in this year's NFL draft. He's awesome. Um, yep. Eight receptions for 158 yards and two touchdowns last Saturday. So with our young secondary that, you know, they played Louisville and, and stood up to that test. But now they've got another test, and this time they're on the road. And I say that because uh, two years ago when we played Ole Miss, albeit, albeit Ole Miss was a completely different team at the time with Chad Kelly and um, and Hugh Freeze, but that is a low-key tough place to play. It gets pretty rocking, and, and Ole Miss can usually get off to a quick start when they're at home. Vaught-Hemingway sure. Stadium, as they call it. So, you know, a sure. couple quick big plays, and all of a sudden the pressure's on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh that that game two years ago was the game that we really said Jalen won the team. If you remember, yes, um, that's the game was, that made Blake Barnett leave. Exactly. It was. It was okay. Jalen is going to be the guy. He led the team
1: back. You remember he got pummeled in the backfield that one play. Right. Before you were half-time. there. We yeah, thought he was dead right before halftime. I mean, I was like, the team is has given up. The team. There's no energy. I. I had. I had all. I had come as close to throwing in the towel in the first half of a football game as I have been as an Alabama fan. And yeah. uh, Eddie Jackson made a big punt return, and all of a sudden, it was a close game at halftime. Jalen Hurts yep, there led were, them there to were come two back with
0: flags. You remember, there were two flags on that punt return, both of them on Ole Miss. Yeah. I'll never forget that. Okay, sorry. Uh, you look at the defensive side of the ball. Ole Miss gave up 630 yards to Southern Illinois.
1: Oh, they've got nothing. They've got nothing on that defense, on that land shark defense, that really scares me. I mean, nah. they can they, they usually can get after the quarterback a little bit. But when you got – who did they play last week? Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois slinging it around for that many yards. It tells me that they probably weren't getting too much pressure.
0: Um, uh, no, not, not getting a ton of pressure. Uh, they did force two interceptions – But listen to this stat. Southern Illinois controlled possession for 37 and a half minutes of this game. They won the first down margin, but they had three turnovers. Take away those three. Say those three turnovers all led to touchdowns, right? That's, you know, take away 21 points then. You take away 21 points from that game. Ole Miss only won by 15 to a team that scored three second half points. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's just it's not good if you're Ole Miss. I I can't imagine a world where they're looking down the barrel of Tua Tongo-Vailoa and saying, okay, we're probably going to win this game. We've no, got their best
1: bet is that this, this turns game. into a shootout. And you know, Ole Miss has gotten lucky against Alabama. They've you know they've uh, they've split the series the last four years. You know, yeah. for be You know, for talking seriously here, and I know it's a new coach, new team, whole different thing now but um yeah I think their players will come into this confident and yeah you know Ole Miss is one of those teams that yeah we might have beaten them 66 to 3 last year but it they got an offense this year probably no defense um on the other hand I do think that we'll be able to pretty much get right after that offensive line
0: uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 gonna be, and like I said earlier, this is a game where you need guys like uh Raquan Davis, uh Isaiah Bugs, uh, guys like that, Anthony Jennings to really step up. And I mean, really that, I don't think the running
1: room is gonna be there for them. I no, think
0: they'll get it, some It's not gonna passing, be there. This 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 game, if it's won by Ole Miss, it's gonna be one in the air. Uh, now I'll ask you this. If there is one unit that has to step up on either side of the ball, so Alabama's offense or defense, or Ole Miss's offense or defense, what is going to be the deciding factor in this game?
1: From either team, one unit that that will one unit pick one. Um, I'll go. I'll go Alabama's offensive line. If they can keep things under control for Tua, I don't see any reason why they should be able to keep up with us. I mean, if they can get after Tua and cause some. Uh, you know, quick decisions and, and, you know, give our running backs hell all night, then yeah. But if Alabama's offensive line can just kind of do even what they've, you know, been doing this season and it hasn't been perfect, you know, they started off a little shaky against Louisville, but if they can just kind of give some time and not make it look, not, not really ruin this for us, then, then there's, there's nothing they've got on our offense.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think, uh, I think Ole Miss's offensive line uh, is really going to struggle with the defensive front seven of Alabama. Scotty Phillips, uh, a good back. I, I mean, he, he, he is a good back. Uh, this season he's got 31 carries for a little over 300 yards uh, and four touchdowns. Uh, but obviously Jordan Tayamu is, is the leader of that team. Um, the problem is you're going up against two or three guys who are definitely going to be in the NFL. Yeah. Um, and then you've got three or four guys behind them that are definitely going to at least be scout team players. Uh, then you've got depth on both of those lines. You're asking Jordan Te'amu to go up and score over and over and over again because we know two is going to score. Like we talked about, Ole Miss's defense is it's nothing to turn your nose up at, but it's also nothing to really be scared of, Right. Right. So then you're asking Jordan Ta'amu, okay, you need to get in a shootout with Tua Tagovailoa. vailoa I don't think there's a guy in the NCAA right now who can do that.
1: If there is an offense that is built to get in a shootout, though, it's because you just mentioned, you know, three, four guys that are going to be going to the league on Alabama's defense. And they've got two or three guys in their wide receiver core that are going to be going to the NFL soon within the next two years. So, um, you know, it. it this this could get into a passing kind of game. I still think Alabama's defense will be able to hold up. I think we'll be able to kind of handle it. You know, they have not played a defense of this caliber yet. Obviously, Southern Illinois does not even hold a candle to what Alabama's able to do defensively, and and I don't see them, you know, putting up any kind of crazy gaudy eye popping numbers. You know, those last those two years prior, where they put up forty points in both years. You know, I don't see that.
0: Yeah, I think I think those days are long gone. And remember, like I said, uh, SIU almost outgained Ole Miss. And like you said, definitely doesn't have the defensive caliber of Alabama. So I think the big thing for me this game, and I know I said it last week, so I sound like a broken record, but it is time of possession. Uh, The way you beat teams who want to run and gun and just kind of score early and score often is you just hold on to the ball. You just move the ball in tiny increments over and over again and you score with these five, six-minute drives that are just draining. They're just draining to a defense. If you score on a five- to six-minute drive, and then your defense goes out and holds them to three and out, you get the ball back, and that defense has only had ten minutes rest, even if you don't score again, even if you just make one or two first downs and then punt, that is exhausting. It really is, especially when now you're having to worry about the run and the pass, which is something Ole Miss hasn't had to do against Alabama in quite some time. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, true so you know i i think given all that i'm gonna go ahead and get my score prediction i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna say 45 24 alabama wins this one
1: 45 24 that would be right in line with the line and i was gonna do so i mean i was gonna probably say something similar i was gonna go you know i'm we put up 66 points on them last year with a jalen hurts led offense i think we get into the 50s at least and I only say the fifties because I think their offense has improved. I think if you know if their if their offense doesn't show up, there's no reason we can't be in the sixties again. But um, I'm you know I think we win this game 54 20 ish. I think they'll get some touchdowns. They might even get an early touchdown. This might be the first kind of not super adversity moment of the season. But there there might be some. This game could think- be competitive for more than five minutes. I think.
0: Yeah, well, and I I think it's gonna be it's it it's gonna be the biggest challenge of the season so far. I think Louisville has kind of shown their true colors. Uh, I think obviously Arkansas State is nothing to compare yourself to if you're being serious in a football season. So I do think that this team, uh, you know, it's the first game of conference play too. Yeah. Um, you know, and don't forget, it's Alabama's a got game. a lot at stake every week from here on out. Yeah. There's there's not really an off week until November um so you know that's something to keep in mind as well auburn plays lsu on saturday that's always a huge game to decide who wins the sec west uh or I i should say that helps win so you know every game is important alabama has to come out and show out uh but if they can just play alabama football they don't need to play their a game to beat ole miss you got to play your b minus c plus game to you know beat them pretty handedly i think uh, the only reason that I'm not giving them more of an advantage, as far as the score is concerned, is like you said, it's an away game. It's just an away game, and away games are just tough to play in the SEC. Oh yeah, period. it takes
1: a it takes a D minus effort. I mean, when when they beat us four years ago, wow, four years ago. Now right? Bryant Denny, I mean, we turned the ball over five six times that game, and yeah. still it came down and to still almost won. Wire, and that was with Chad Kelly and and all those first rounders and Laquan Treadwell and. And uh, and Hugh Freeze. So, yes. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, if Tua comes out and just starts throwing interceptions willy-nilly, which we don't think he will, he'll throw some. He'll throw more than hurts, but that's only because he's more confident in his arm. Um, yeah. Which he almost threw one against Arkansas State we didn't even mention, but... Came close.
0: It, it came really close, but you know you've said it a million times you told me this a million times you'd rather have somebody who's going to throw interceptions because they're trying to win you the ball game than somebody who plays conservative and runs it out of bounds
1: oh yeah huh.
0: and you're right
1: you're right you played uh, to win the game as our friend at herm edwards at arizona state who just recently beat michigan state would tell you you played uh, to win the game pretty sure that y- your boy called that upset if i remember correctly I think you but, did i think you did i picked michigan state didn't
0: i you did. You did. Uh, we're going to go into that later this week, though, on the national episode. Brick, do you have anything else you want to mention on this one? I know it's a little bit shorter, but just kind of tough when, uh, when Alabama's winning games by 50 against teams that are in the, uh, in the fun belt.
1: No, I think we're good. Um, hey, I'm going to do it this week. If you want to reach us on social media, you oh see God. what I'm, I'm taking it. Here we go. If you want to reach us on social media, start with Facebook, Pat's Interference, P-A-T-apostrophe-S Interference. On Twitter, uh, you don't have that many characters to make your uh, handle. So we are P-I underscore podcast. Um, if you want to go to our website, it's patsinterference.com. Uh, if you're listening to us here on iTunes or Google Play, Stitcher would be another place you can do it. Uh, or obviously SoundCloud is where we upload it as well. Tell your friends about us. Uh You tell two people, if you have two friends that are Alabama fans this week, tell them about our podcast. Tell them it's 32 minutes. You'll be in the car 32 minutes at some point this week. We'll probably be about 34 by the time we're done. So lie to them and say 32 minutes and tell them to listen and then give us a review. Hopefully five-star review because that would help grow our brand. Um, and, well, tell your, yeah. and also tell your mother about us, no matter what her college football allegiances are. Just tell her, hey, I heard these really two cool guys on uh, iTunes, and I just want you to know about them for some reason, Mom. You raised me so well. You do so much for me. And then give her a hug.
0: I really like how you just turned our podcast into a pyramid scheme. <laughs> do you realize you just did You are like, all right, if you tell two friends and those two friends tell two friends, I love it, though. We're going to grow the brand we got to grow the brand. It's hashtag senior year. We're not holding anything back. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. We've really wanted to do this for a long time. Brick, that was an excellent job plugging social media. Thank you. I really you. appreciate you doing that this no, week. No problem. Uh, we uh, we have been having shorter episodes. I know last week was kind of a bummer because we just had one. This week will be two, but they will both kind of be in the 30 to 45-minute range. Uh, like Brick said, if you got anything you want us to talk about, anything you want us to bring up, Go ahead and shoot us an email. We're at uh uh or it's pat's interference at gmail.com. I'm too tired. I'm so sorry. Uh you can email us if you want us to talk about something, something you want us to cover. Uh we got a lot of stuff to cover in the national episode later this week. Uh, and then we'll look ahead towards week three. So if you're looking for that episode, just stay tuned. We'll have it up in the next couple of days. Uh and that's it for us. Thank you so much for listening to Pat's Interference and Brick, most importantly, roll, roll Tide. Time.